Hello, this is Roy Lilly. I wonder, you know, if we're entering a new period in the history of our nation, the era of institutional uselessness. The Home Office can't fix migrant problems. The Foreign Office can't get a mum back to her family. The Transport Department screwing up on lorry drivers. The Department of Food and Stuff overseeing a hetacum of the piglets. Petrol shortages, the police incapable of investigating things that happened in the past. It's never-ending, and to crowd it all, number 10 doesn't know when a party is not a party. Suggested answer, when it loses its respect for its leader. Perhaps I'm too old and cynical, but are you surprised? I'm not. However, I am surprised at the National Audit Office. Since 1983, the NAO is supposed to help the nation spend its money wisely. Its budget of 56 million and 800 staff are split between some glitzy London offices, the former home of Imperial Airways, do you remember them, and Newcastle. They report to the Comptroller and Auditor General, the Comptroller and Auditor General, who's an officer in the House of Commons. They produce financial audits and about 60 value-for-money studies a year. That's just over one value-for-money study a week, and it's too many. Most of them are probably filed and forgotten. There are some headline ones, MRSA, Public private partnerships and the London Underground, but there are too many reports to be taken seriously, like the one into countryside walks. Give me strength. Their value-for-money reports may only deal with the implementation of policy. They're not supposed to question policy. The NAO used to do good governance reports, but they seem to have fizzled out. The latest opus off their production line is NHS backlogs and waiting times in England. Right, well, they conclude waiting lists are very long and there are a lot of people waiting. It's a cracker, isn't it? Here's another Bobby Dazzler from it. Between 2010 and 19, NHS resources changed unevenly. An annual 1.1% reduction in the number of general and acute care beds available for overnight use. To keep pace with the demand for its services, the NHS would have needed either more beds and more staff or a different way of working, or a combination of the two. Wow, how brilliant, eh? And it gets better. Since the start of COVID-19, the NHS has had to redirect much of its resources to treat COVID-19 patients and to implement infection prevention and control measures. Well, who knew? What brilliant detective work Claude Clouseau lives You'll like this, it gets better, it's positively forensic. It is also uncertain how many of the missing waiting cases will return to the NHS to seek treatment and over what time. Wow. And the Cassandra moment. If 50% of missing referrals for elective care return to the NHS and its activity grows only in line with pre-pandemic plans, the elective care waiting list will reach 12 million by March 2025. If 50% of missing referrals return and the NHS can increase activity by 10% more than was planned, the waiting list in March 2025 will still be 7 million. 
It seems someone at the NAO is very proud of the fact they found the departmental calculator. The NAO conclusions, well, there are three. One, the NHS will need extra beds and operating theatre capacity. Two, we'll have to manage the ongoing pressure on the workforce, including long-standing staff shortages. Wow, who knew about that? It's so full of insight. And number three, ensure that existing health inequalities are not perpetuated or exacerbated. As the Johnny Pearson Studdard's hugely superior report published last week pointed out, inequalities are definitely exacerbated by waiting, and there's no prospects of fixing one without fixing the other, and there is no prospect of that in the foreseeable, particularly if COVID's cousin kicks off again. The NAO report is a statement of the obvious, frankly, a waste of public money, a total waste of people's time who would have been better employed being trained to give vaccinations. Any coffee shop cowboy with their laptop, free Wi-Fi and Google could have written this report before their latte was cold. And reproducing other people's data, however pretty the graphics are, is not research, it's regurgitation. Which leaves us with a question. Who audits the auditors? Thanks for listening. Bye for now.